Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled, Separate Me, Barnabas and Saul. It shall be focused on a study of Acts chapter 13. Before we go any further, we begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank thee that you're a separator. Help us to be separated from the world today and be walking with thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Acts chapter 13. Chapter 13. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manian, which was brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had also John to their minister. And when they had gone through the isle unto Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man, who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Elymas the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who also was called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now... Behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Now when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga in Pamphylia, and John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidia, and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and sat down. And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, saying, Ye men and brethren, if ye have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. Then Paul stood up, and beckoning with his hand, said, Men of Israel, and ye that fear God, give audience. The God of this people of Israel chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt, and with an high arm brought he them out of it. And about the time of forty years suffered he their manners in the wilderness. And when he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he divided their land to them by lot. And after that, he gave unto them judges about the space of 450 years until Samuel the prophet. And afterward they desired a king. And God gave unto them Saul, the son of Sis, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, by the space of 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, 
to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. Of this man's seed hath God, according to his promise, raised unto Israel a Savior, Jesus. When John had first preached before his coming the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel, and as John fulfilled his course, he said, Whom think ye that I am? I am not he. But behold, there cometh one after me, whose shoes of his feet I am not worthy to lose. Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you feareth God, to you is the word of this salvation sent. For they that dwell at Jerusalem and their rulers, because they knew him not, nor yet the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath day, they have fulfilled them in condemning him. And though they found no cause of death in him, yet desired they, Pilate, that he should be slain. And when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a sepulchre. But God raised him from the dead, and he was seen many days of them, which came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses unto the people. And we declare unto you glad tidings, how that the promise which was made unto the fathers, God hath fulfilled the same unto us, their children, in that he hath raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm. Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And as concerning that he raised him up from the dead, now no more to return to corruption, he said on this wise, I will give you the sure mercies of David. Wherefore he saith also in another psalm, Thou shalt not suffer thine holy one to see corruption. For David after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. But he whom God raised again saw no corruption. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him all that believe are justified from all things from which he could not be justified by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, lest that come upon you which is spoken of in the prophets. Behold, ye despisers, and wonder, and perish. For I work a work in your days, a work which ye shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes... They were filled with envy, and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, but seeing ye put it from you, and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. 
For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coasts. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came unto Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled Witnesses. This was preached in 1953 on April the 5th in the evening. We'll begin at paragraph 81 up to paragraph 106. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Notice, then the fiery trial come on, and every man that will witness for God will have to go through fiery trials. Isn't it strange how God leads his people? Very strange. Just as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Just as soon as Israel come out under the blood, circumcised, the Holy Spirit leading them in a form of a light, right straight up to the Red Sea, and there, hard. Mountains on one side, desert on the other, Pharaoh's army coming, and the Red Sea cutting them off. God led them right up to that place. Why? To get glory. Then Moses prayed, and God told him to step right on down towards the Red Sea, holding his stick out in front of him. And as he walked, the Red Sea moved from one side to the other, right across the Red Sea. Why? God's path led through. As soon as they come out of there, right into the wilderness of sin. Strange. God's path led right through that great temptation there when they murmured against God. They went from there on from one murmur to another, from one trial to another. As the old song says, some through the waters, some through the floods, some through deep trials, but all through the blood. That's God's way of leading. Leading is testimonies, his witnesses. Now, when it comes time to test of the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, Our God is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace, but nevertheless, if he doesn't, we're not bowing down. We're going to die real witness. I like that. I like that old courage. Like old Buddy Robinson. He said, Lord, give me the backbone like a sawlog. That's the kind of witness to be. Courage. God likes us to be courageous. He told Joshua before he crossed over, he said, Be thou very courageous. For the Lord thy God is with thee wheresoever thou goest. You say, well, if God would tell me like he did Joshua, I'd have some courage too. He's told every believer the same thing. I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Courageous. Let's go take the promise then. God gave us the promise. Let's be a real witness. So you hit the furnace seven times hotter than it ever was. Hit before. That's the way the devil does it. Brother, he don't halfway do nothing. He pushes everything he's got right into you. 
But thanks be to God, God got to push him back there. He doesn't need help. That's right. All right. Look at him. So he said, now notice. I can see King Nebuchadnezzar set himself by the side of the big furnace and the smoke. The skies were red. I imagine all night long there was a prayer meeting going on. You know, if you're coming to a test, here it is. That's the trouble with the church today. You rely upon your own senses and ability instead of taking it to the Lord. That's right. Today we start to send to somebody somewhere. We just say we get out and have a little counsel and meet and say we should do this or go here or do that. But the Bible, in the days before they sent out the apostles, they met together and fasted and prayed. And the Holy Spirit said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas. The Holy Spirit. You notice, not man's opinion, but the Holy Spirit leading, guiding. Amen. Notice. Now, prayer meeting all right. So they had to show what they were made out of. And brother, every man that professes to be a Christian, sometime or other, you've got to show what you're made out of. The devil's going to call your hand. Well, little Tommy Osborne, many of you know him, come over. I was sitting on the porch. He said, Brother Branham, I said, I was in the meeting. I seen that maniac fall across your feet. He said, what can I do? I said, now, Tommy, don't profess anything that you can't back up. The devil's going to call your hand on it. Yes, he will. And he'll do it right away. I said, then if you can't back it up, you know what's coming. It'll be a reproach. So be sure that you're right before you make your statement. That's right too, Christian. Be sure that down in your heart, God has separated you from the things of the world and made you a new creature. Then go tell people you're a Christian. Until that's happened, stay right at the altar and die till you're just as dead as you can be. All right. Daughter, you're so dead to you, you can't even... Well, that's right, dead. You know, I think today we bury too many live people. You bury people after they're dead. Is that right? Yes, sir. Listen, brother, a dead man won't argue with you. You can say anything to him you want to. Call him all kinds of names, he won't say a word. Why? He's dead. And a man that's dead in Christ, you can offer him a drink, you can give him this, that, the other, but he's dead. And he's hid in Christ through God's sealed by the Holy Amen. That's it. Now, then he can't do those things because he, he just can't do it. It's against his nature. He becomes a new creature. You take an old hog and wash him up and scrub him up and manicure his toenails and give it lipstick and put it on all the nylons you want to, turn it loose, it'll go right to a waller and waller. The scrubbing don't do no good. It's still got the nature of a hog. And then you take a lamb and put him in a mud hole, he'll squeal till you get him out. Why? He's the nature of a lamb. Now, the only way to keep the hog out of the mud is change his nature. That's right. That's the only way to make a Christian. Let his nature be changed from a sinner to a saint. And his only one remedy, that's the Holy Spirit, then you're a witness. Amen. 
As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have separated us and made us your witnesses. And that now you live and reign in us. And when they look, when the world looks at us, they can see you living in us. We thank thee for that special blessing. We pray, Father, may today may we be shining lights of your gospel. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
Speaks up. 